by the water's edge, the current running swift. She sat down for a minute, trying to catch her breath. And she said, Why am I so alone? Why are we all so alone? The floods came and divided us long ago. Nobody knew how to swim, stranded on islands of their own. She said, I will no longer cling to this shore of isolation anymore. She just jumped on in the current, pulled and twisted, knocked on rocks and flipped and lifted. Rolling through the rapids, feel like drowning, head is pounding, lights surrounding, starting to flow, starting to flow. Drifting with the current, learning not to control. There's no way out, but there's a way in. There's no way out, but there's a way inside. She had never seen the constellations burning so bright New islands coming up over the horizon Find surprisingly not frightening Heart and mind filled with excitement Spirits rising, spirits rising All of the people rushed down to the shore And they said, who is this child is not afraid anymore Oh please come teach us, come and save us Free us from all that enslaves us Show us how you learn to do this Oh, master, help us through this Oh, she just smiled and she said My friend, I am not a savior I would not try to pretend That this is some kind of miracle But I know where to begin You just got to jump in You just got to jump in There's no way out But there's a way in There's no way out But there's a way in And sometimes you'll find yourself adrift And sometimes you'll be adrift and find yourself Conscious Living on CFRO Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver. Hi, welcome to Conscious Living Radio. I'm Tasha Sims and our guest, Jill Prescott, who I'm going to introduce in just a sec, but I want to tell you what inspired this show. So the name of the show is The Invitation is the Same, The Response is Your Choice. And in my world, in my little 
COVID world, I was noticing how quickly structures and beliefs were, um, things that weren't sustainable or loving seemed to be getting rocked and dissolving really quickly, not just a little bit, but I mean, poof, like, a, like that feeling of poof, all of a sudden something would happen. Synchronicities, there was no gap between what it felt like was if a pure intention or a heart desired, there was no gap between that and reality or very, very little. Um, it was like manifesting on steroids, I guess, and synchronicity, tons of synchronicity. So here's the story. I notice on social media, Jill has a post and she's talking about this frequency. And as I read it, I think, oh, you're experiencing what I'm experiencing. And she's saying, and anybody want to talk about this? who has a podcast, and I'm going, well, yeah, that would be me. And I go to respond, and something happens, so I don't. Um, Later in the day, I'm talking to Mark, who, as you all know, Mark Caron produces this show. And we're doing an interview with Teal Swan. Teal Swan does oracle cards. She has a new deck that's come out called The Blind Spot. It's unbelievable, so that's to come. But the point was that Mark got a deck of cards. I did not, and I said, look, if I'm going to do an in-depth interview, I need a deck of cards. I can't possibly dive into why this Oracle card, what makes it so unique without experiencing them. So please ask the the, the publishers, and I'm sure they'll send us one. And Mark's kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. And Mark doesn't, but I let it go. So a couple of days go by. I've forgotten about Jill. I've forgotten about the cards. I'm driving in my car and I'm in a neighborhood where I normally am not. And the phone rings and it's Mark. And he says, you'll never guess what happened. I walked into the office and they have sent this deck of Oracle cards. So I've got one for you. I went, fantastic. He says, the only problem is how am I going to get it to you? I went, yeah, well, I'm at 21st and Kingsway right now. He says, I'm at 19th and Kingsway. Well, it was like, Tasha. Tasha, it was a little different because we were driving and she said she was asking me for directions of how to get somewhere. And she says, I'm I was a, I'm I still at Kingsway and Knight. And I said, I said to her, I said, Well, I'm at Kingsway and 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 Knight too. And she's like, Me too. I'm like, stop the car, pull we're like over. two blocks away from each other. <laughs> at the same time we were talking about you and what Tasha's gonna go into. So I thought it was we thought it was just hilarious. Like, we gotta do this show. Well, this yeah. is the, the thing we're talking about. It's, and so he does a drive-by, shoots me the cards. And so catch that interview coming up. Because honestly, the blind spot, Jill, you would, they would blow you away. Because this is not uh, metaphysical, airy, lovely. Mm-hmm. It is hardball, truth-hitting, really powerful stuff. Anyway, um, yes, then I went back to Jill. Got to get Jill on the show. Look, this is the stuff I want to talk about, how quickly it's all happening. So let me introduce you, and then we're going to dive right in. Jill Prescott is an international speaker, a facilitator, a writer, and a personal guide. She studied clinical hypnotherapy, HI processing, intuitive energy healing, and various healing and leadership modalities. She's often been referred to as the truth teller, with this being the foundation of her life and work. And she believes that living authentically through speaking our truth is the way to connection and joy. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Tasha. I'm going to toss the ball to you. I want to hear a little bit about your experience during COVID and also that post. What made you put that post up talking about the frequency and um, uh, wanting to speak some more about it? 
Yeah. So I think the, the, the uh, post was about how thin the veils are right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I, I walked into that conversation. And so my experience with COVID has been um, that the veils are very thin there. I have, so I'm going to preface this a little bit, if you don't mind. Go for it. The people who are really experiencing things the way you are and I'm ex- and, and I am and many, many, many other people that I know are the people who have been doing some sort of work in this arena for a while. So for a lot of us, it's really quite obvious and we know what's going on really quickly and we're able to work with that energy in another way. That doesn't mean it's not impacting every person on the planet. It is. It's only a matter of, and this is where choice comes in, it's only a matter of how you then choose to work with the energy. So, uh, or if you even have the awareness that there's a possibility to work with that energy. So for me, uh, since COVID hit, um, just like everybody else, when it first started happening, there was like a, whoa, what is going on here? And our entire world is changing. And then what came right behind it is there is the, the veils are so thin right now that pretty much anything can happen. So things that I had been working on for a long time, I've been in a practice of trust and surrender uh, since 2012. That was when I was, you know, laying on the floor of my apartment day after day in a heap and trying to survive the big transition I went through that was my mantra. I trust, I surrender without having any idea what that meant or even why I was saying it. And it's been my constant for this entire time. And all of a sudden, when this whole thing started happening, it all like click, 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 (laughs) fell into place. So uh, I'll give you an example and I'll try to keep this as short as possible. I have been working for two years to get my partner, Chris and I, on the Sunshine Coast from Vancouver. Um, One little piece of it, the move date was April 1st. We moved on April 1st. We actually moved a week ahead of time. When uh, we were looking for a place to live, we thought we were coming sooner. I found this house that was literally on paper, the perfect home for the two of us. I couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, due to circumstances, I had to set it aside. When we actually got confirmation we were coming, I started looking again. I went back to that house, couldn't get it, started looking again, put it on Facebook, uh, connect, 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 connect. We end up where we're at. It is not at all what I would have wanted on paper, but it is literally the perfect place for us. Right. So... And, you know, of course, um, for those of us that have a regular practice of tapping in and opening to guidance and guiding other people, um, you know, I do a lot of leading meditation, visualization work, and there's there's just no um, barrier at all right now. So I sit, I close my eyes, I begin the same way I always begin, uh, because for me, that is the ritual of um, making sure that I'm only inviting entities that are in service to others into my space, and that uh, also for people who worked for me with me for a long time, it actually clears them for their higher self, and then, boom, we're into okay. something really powerful. And I, so, I, lo- I love what you're saying. I love how it I, I, I would be almost other than the specifics of your example, 
when you went click, 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 it exactly felt like that. Like I yes. felt that. And for years, my story is I've been looking for a producer because I know I've got content, but I have no desire in my body to make those things happen. None at all. And when someone out of the blue calls me and goes, Hey, do you want to lead a moon ritual? It's like, uh, that's my jam, right? That's I, all I have to say is yes. Uh-huh. And someone does all that stuff. I've been looking for years, surrendered, trusting. So not really looking, just open and going yes. one day, this is what I need. I can't change that. This is it. And the universe all of a sudden goes boom on a platter. So that's exciting news for people to absorb. I yes. wonder if we can, today's topic, <laughs> the, the name of the show, let's start with that. The invitation is the same. The choice is yours. So for you, what is the invitation? And what are the choices? Yeah. So I think the invitation has always been here and it's always been the same. It's the invitation to understand that we live not only in the human form, but also in the form of, of uh, the source of love, spirit, uh, spirituality. There's, there's another aspect that, that creates a space in which we are of the whole, we are of the oneness, and yet separate in our humanity. So as much as we are of the oneness, we occur in the human form as separate beings. And so the invitation is to live from both of those places simultaneously. So to be able to tap in, to connect to outer realms, to uh, other timelines, connecting to uh, earth, not only as the physicality of the earth, so hands in the garden digging things, but also to, to the energy of the earth, the planetary vibrational existence that it's in, which is ahead of a lot of human beings right now. So that's the invitation to say, okay, uh, maybe, even if I don't believe it right now, maybe it's possible that there's something more than just I'm born, I live, I die. So, and then the choice really is constant. We are constantly given choice. There's a very solid reason why we were given free will. And that is because, hmm, woo, we could go into a big one. I'm, I'm going to say this, and then you can tell me if you want to go in that direction or not. But my belief is, and I, in it, and I share this belief with many, many other humans on the planet, that we are creation wanting to experience itself. itself. So... In that, uh, that's where the free will comes from, because no matter what choice we make, it's still in service to creator creation, even if we're choosing to be of service to self rather than in service to others, which Mm -hmm. is a very, you know, uh, we think of it as good and bad, right and wrong, but it's really not. It's only creator having a different experience of self. Mm -hmm. So the choices are continual and there's no wrong choice. It's, you know, in the way of um, there's no wrong choice. It's only a matter of how you want to choose to experience this life while you're in this incredible uh, uh, accelerated opportunity for a vibrational evolution because you're human. There's nothing else like this in the universe. Nothing else like it. I wonder too, as I'm listening to you, because my answer would be a little different, but I wonder if my, if it, the invitation, because we said the invitation is the same, the choice is different. Maybe the inf- invitation also has nuances. 
A hundred percent. And so when I listen in, when I tap in, for me, my anchor is, it's a really simple question. Will you serve the force of love yes. in this moment? That's mm-hmm. it. Yes. That's right. No. And I hear you saying, it's okay. If I said no, that's, that's as, as okay as if I said yes. Absolutely. It, it puts me on such a simple trajectory because it's like, it's not complicated. What would love do right now? What would love see? Totally. In this moment, what would love hear? What would love say? And can I be that conduit? For me, that's, that's, uh, that uncomplicates a mind that's very complicated. Like I get totally. it. Right? Yes. Does, it, does that fit? Can totally it be resonates. the nuances Absolutely. can be different yes. for each person, even in the invitation? Sure. And, well, yes. And the language can be different. Right. So we're all going to resonate in a different language. Yeah. And I think the invitation the essence of the invitation is the same. So when you're saying, what would love do, you're actually asking, how can I be of service? Mm-hmm. That's right. Others. And myself. And of course, because you are of the, uh, you are like, we yeah. don't ever get left out. Right. Right. And because like, in that moment, you're being true to yourself because you're totally. in touch with your essence. Yeah. Well, and don't forget, you're always a part of the whole. So when we talk about oneness and we talk about being of service to others, we're included in that. Yeah. We're not separate from it. So, you know, when the choice is, am I of service to others in this moment or am I of service to self in this moment? And don't get it twisted. Being of service to self is a very different thing than self-care. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about whether we're going to be selfish, whether we're going to make a choice from fear or we're going to make a choice from love. That's it. Sorry. So so when you say service to self, you're talking which part's fear? Fear, right there. But if it's see here, remembering this nuance, that being of service to others includes you. Okay. That's where I was going. Yeah. Right. So you're geared towards being of service to others, which means that you are in service to love, just like you said. Yeah. You are included in that. When we are of service to self, we are, we are coming from fear. Service to self means that we need to have more than the other person. We need to climb over top of them. We need to take care of ourselves. Don't worry about anybody else. That is a very different thing. Well, Kind of. I mean, we have ego even as service to love. So there's nothing wrong with ego. It's just a matter but, but of... But the point is that the part of you that is not ego is not the part that needs toilet paper. Right? Like it's it's not relevant even. The fear-based part of you... I'm not making ego bad, not at all. But it's, right. it's, hum, it's a human aspect mm-hmm. that feels lack or fear or, you know, all those things. Whereas, I, yes, I, you're referring to like the people, the people who are buying way too much toilet paper. I got it now. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> whatever horrors. you're afraid will happen. Fear itself. Yeah. You're, again, am I in service to fear would look like one thing. That's right. Right? Exactly. And I'm in a service to love. It looks like something completely different. Yes, exactly. So we did a show called Who Do You Want to Be During COVID? And we had this Mm. really cool graph that had the fear zone and behaviors that were in that zone. We had a learning zone where you were learning how to adapt and how to be a certain way. And then we had a growth zone, which Mm -hmm. was really on your edge, right? Where you're in these, like, I loved it. It was like Jean-Luc Picard going into these unknown (laughs) territories, right? In yourself. I wonder, do you think that is a decision 
or do you think that's that it's a, more about where one is in one's evolution? Oh, so uh, <laughs> the decisions that you've made up to this point determine where you are in your evolution. So uh, the choices that you've made, that, those choices are going to determine where you're at in your evolution. But the, keeping in mind that this is an expansive conversation over uh, many, many lifetimes. So if we, if we bring it into the human, to, the, to our human experience of this, then we're always going to make choices lined up with where we are currently in our evolutionary state, in the vibration that we happen to be existing in. And uh, remembering that there's no point in this human life in which we 100% shed all of our past experiences and the impact they've had on us. So if you point, if you, if I pin that thing up on my wall that you, the graph that Mm -hmm. you were talking about, uh, I would say that I swing between the three of them many times a day. So, you know, and and the moment that I am conscious of the fact that I have choice again, then yes, I'm most likely, not always, but I am, I am most of the time going to choose the growth. Uh, But, you know, there's going to be times when I'm going to ride that middle and there's going to be times when I've caught myself going, what is going on here? Like, I have fallen back into this place of something here is going to kill me which is where the fear piece comes from. Mm -hmm. So remembering in that in our humanity, choice only arises when we recognize we have a choice and we forget a lot. We forget a lot. So maybe we could offer um, some tools, some some real practical things that people can do. I'm always a big fan of Mm -hmm. um, offering that in this show. So let me, let me phrase it this way. What do you think is, um, most helpful or let's start with something that's helpful it just shifting that the barriers that might get in the way of tapping into the wise part of you the the Mm -hmm. well of love in you. yeah yeah well I think the first thing is there's got to be a you have to recognize you've got to develop the the muscle of recognizing when you have uh, allowed yourself to fall into that place or when you have fallen into that place of fear, when you've fallen into that uh, spin, when you're heading down that rabbit hole, you've got to recognize that. So there's a real practice of witnessing yourself and your behaviors and Mm -hmm. the thoughts going on in your head. And the next thing is to have some sort of an interrupt. And for me, uh, that interrupt, especially when I was first starting to learn this stuff, had to have a couple of different components. It had to be physical. So I had to, I had to do something physically to my body to interrupt it. And I had to use um, a sound of some sort. So when I caught it, I would either literally turn myself around in the other direction, just eat physically, consciously move my body in the other direction, and then make whatever sound wanted to come out of my body. Hmm. And it would ca- cause an interruption. It would yeah. cause a pause. Now, um, you know, we get more and more practice at these things. Now, for me, it's more of a like, huh, where'd that come from? And then if I need to, I take a little break. I'll go and put my feet in the grass. I'll stop for a minute and do a couple breath work exercises, something very simple. And then if I'm really trapped in it, I'll set it aside and come back to it. 
So there's mm-hmm. a decision of, I'm just going to, I get this. I don't know what's going on. I'm all wrapped up in this, but I can't deal with it right now. So I'm going to just wrap you all up in a little ball of light. And I'm going to put you over here and I'll be back in an hour. I love that. So you, it sounds like your map, your initial map for how to interrupt um, the, the loop or the, the fear-based loop, because it is a fear-based loop, require, you knew it required movement, some sort and sound. And that's, I think, a really important personal thing for someone else. The question simply is, what would be different? What would you do right now, as opposed to your norm? How would you most radically interrupt it? So it's cool that you got such clear Mm -hmm. information that then gets more subtle. So you're not on the street yell and turn. (laughs) Can I tell you what my latest is? It really was, um, I only got it last week which is amazing to me, right? You, you think mm-hmm. you're at a certain place and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. But when that tsunami of fear comes over and it could be any reaction to anything, for me, it's often um, a, a very personal, personalized, um, I'm making meaning. I know I'm making meaning yeah. um, of something that's happening. I know it's probably not that person's intention. All that my little <laughs> brain gets now after all these years of doing yeah, this yeah. work. But in the body, and I know it's my little kid, still not enough. It's like I keep yeah. coming back. It's like a, you know, heartburn, heartburn or something. He just keeps coming back. And so the recent one I got, which just, it tickled me. And maybe this is helpful to listeners. I don't know. It was to imagine, because I know a lot of people have had helpers and they work with, uh, whether it's angels or entities or whatever. I'm not that person. I get, I've had direct, I have direct contact and I've never needed, everything translates kinesthetically. So I haven't needed stories or names or visuals, none of it. And sometimes with all the stories, it would take away from me being able to get the gifts. That's just me. And for the first time I asked myself in that moment, who could help me? And I've been working with feeling helpless as a kid empowering myself, but loving the part of me that is still helpless um, for a long time. And I'd never really included another human being in the work internally Mm. because I was tapping in directly to source to help me. But this was like, what human was the, what, what Mm. popped up intuitively? And the answer was, it was shocking to my system to go, whoa, there isn't one. I, I was stunned that I could not come up. I have a great imagination. I could not come up with a human. But all of a sudden, this animal appeared. Mm. And it was a wolf. And I literally, in this tsunami of feeling, leaned into his body. It was a he. And I swear, I was surrounded by like putting a shawl of safety on. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the, everything was soothed in my system. And when I looked at that triggering event, it was like... I'm because I integrated. It was almost like yeah. putting on a wolf head, right? At the same time that I leaned in, it became I can put yeah. this head on. And all of a sudden I was the wolf. And I went, Well, it is what it is. I really don't know what's happening with her. I really don't. I know that I can soothe myself this way because I'm okay. Like yeah. it was just a, a lowering, but it what was that? It was trusting this weird intuitive information that it had value. And when you step into it and keep going with it. I think it's miraculous. I think it's our superpower actually. Totally. Is that, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you're talking about the intuition part too, because that's one thing that um, there's a tremendous availability of that energy right now. There's all kinds of, if, if people, if your listeners have ever been interested in developing their intuition, knowing more about it, uh, working on it, opening it, connecting with it more, now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time. You will have a much easier time than, than we even would have, you know, had three years ago. There's just yeah. something about this particular, um, and I, I, you know, as far as like logically what makes a lot of sense to me is that we're quieter right now. We're, we're home. We're, we're not so busy with everything. There's, there's less um, available to distract us. And so it takes being able to be willing to be quiet within yourself in order to really hear your intuition. So what's beautiful is if you work on developing it now, it doesn't go away when it gets loud again. So, you know, when you work on it by being quiet and in yourself and, you know, I don't know, I think you do this too, Tasha. I I take myself away on, on silent retreats a fair amount. And that, that really had been the space in which I elevated the capacity that I have for listening to my intuition and understanding how my particular intuition works. Yes. yes. So, and, and then out in the world, even if I'm in a crowd, even if it's loud, even if there's, you know, 50 things going on at once, I still hear it. I still, I don't always listen, but I still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't deny that it's there. Yeah, it's like so a radio is, dial that you can totally. tune into. You yes. know what's interesting about you bringing that up is I was thinking the earth has gotten, there's less uh, seismic activity going on because there's less cars and trains and, yeah. and noise. And the planet, literally the crust is moving less. Like scientifically, I read this yes. this story on it and I went, wow, we're getting quiet. The earth is getting quiet. Everything is there's a peacefulness at the core of all this, which let me sway it to this because I know COVID has been turned into this enemy that must be fought. And um, I wonder, I wonder if your perspective is a little bit different. I have a funny feeling it might be. <laughs> How do you see this as, I mean, we've touched on it a lot, but go for it. Yeah. How do you see this as yeah, opportunity? You know, I- I think that, uh, first of all, anything that we decide we're going to fight is not going to turn out well for us. Um, one of the you know, main universal laws is what we resist will persist. So fighting it will never work. It doesn't work. I mean, how many uh, millennial have we been uh, fighting wars that solved nothing? It's, right. it's ridiculous. I mean, we're just, we're, we're ridiculous about the whole thing. So uh, and I'm going to just uh, mention this about the earth because, and I wonder if you felt this, I have a real sense there's something happening where because we're getting quiet and the earth is getting quiet, we are actually beginning to line up our um, pulse in our bodies with the earth. So our heartbeat yeah. is lining up with the earth's heartbeat. And it's happening on mass. So I think that's another really beautiful thing coming out of this. And, you know, I also don't want to 
I also think it's very important to mention that there are people that this COVID thing is causing tremendous harm. There mm-hmm. is uh, legitimate suffering going on right now. And I am, you know, I know for myself and I know you, we're very, very privileged in this time. Yeah. Very privileged. Uh, we do not have to worry about whether or not we're going to have food. We get to keep working. We're staying connected. Um, you know, there, this is not going to kill us. There's a very different experience out there for a lot of other people. The, and, and because of that, we have a responsibility to do things like what we're doing right now, in my opinion, to have these conversations, to perhaps offer something as a possibility um, on the planet, because this is going to kill a lot of people in a lot of different ways. People will suffer. So um, we have to keep that in mind as we're having these very privileged conversations about having a tremendous amount of empathy and understanding that it's not the same for everyone. And even having, even with that, there is every single person still has an opportunity right now to have some sort of a shift happen. It may not be a massive leap into what I'm feeling is possible for myself and, and other people that I know, but one degree towards the light is better than no degrees towards the light. Yeah. So there's an opportunity here for all of us to spend more time being quiet, to face the fears that we have been living with that are completely invalid, to shift things that we have found impossible to shift in the past. Um, And we're seeing it. We're seeing people defying the the um, open the city orders of a lot of the government officials are saying there people are going no like we are taking our autonomy back we are doing for ourselves what the government has failed to do for us for a very long time so there's an opportunity right now to put things back in balance where we are the gov- we are the rulers of ourselves therefore we are the rulers of our of our town of our country of our planet so there's a lot of opportunity happening right now. I, I would love to stop hearing people say when things go back to normal because they are never going back. That is the door to the past and how things were is closed. So anybody who wants to turn around and head back that way is going to either fall off the end of the cliff or knock themselves out trying to run into that door. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 this is the time to like, and, and the thing is, is that it's the same with what's happening moving forward. We have had no experience of what's coming. There's no predictability for what's happening. We think there, we like to think that there is like, I like to think I know what's coming and I like to think I know what's happening. I know nothing about what's really going on. Well, And, and, and so, it's the sign of, of, you know, even in psychology, a highly differentiated person has a degree of comfort with ambiguity. Yes. We don't know. Can you be okay and well within that? That's right. In the present moment, right? And How would that look? Right there. Because we are being forced to be present. Yeah. yeah. We're, it's just how it's going to go. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I answered your question or not, but 
Well, we went, I think we did. We touched on it. Okay. How about this one? They say that motivation, like, so people started off, um, it was interesting to watch, you know, people went down a couple of different tracks when with self-isolation and had to, but there was certain, certainly a group of people went, Oh, I'm going to now write my book. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to all this time. Da, 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 da. And um, then there was another school that went, Oh, I'm going to become the queen of the couch. <laughs> and, um, again, I don't know that it matters what you choose. What was illuminated so clearly was that your response to your response was the key to whether this was growth and, and um, simply that. Just give me your take on your response to your response. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your okayness with whatever it was that you were choosing because most people don't like they'll make a choice and then they'll feel guilty or they'll make a choice. Then they beat themselves up or I didn't do anything today and they feel bad about it. If that degree of perfectionism and being driven, if that could dissolve, I would be in heaven. I think that would be a remarkable uh, addition to the frequency of the planet. Yep. A hundred percent. And, and you know, it's all really everything that we're seeing is just an amplification of what's always been here for us to play with. So it's never really been what we do. It's always been how we are with what we do. It's never about the doing. It's always about the being with something. So uh, whether I, I grow a garden or I don't, doesn't matter. If I'm going out to that garden pissed that I have to go out there and water it, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right? I, you know, so there, there really is, um, it is a repetition of the same thing, but only um, the impact of it is faster the impact of it is more evident really quickly and the karma rebound is pretty much instantaneous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is a good time to start new projects, find your life partner. Let's talk about manifesting because that might help perk people up. There might be people struggling going, okay, what can I do? Let's say there is someone who's struggling and Hmm. you're right. We're very privileged, unbelievably privileged. Um, so apparent. Yet, what, what could you say to support people to kind of help them fill with a little bit of optimism and some hope around um, mm-hmm. what's happening right things now and what they need in their lives? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the manifestation conversation is vast and huge and wide and deeply misunderstood. So, uh, you know, for somebody who hasn't had the experience of what that feels like or looks like and haven't done the, the steps that, I mean, seven years I practiced trust and surrender uh, before I understood it to the degree in which manifestation could be handily had, <laughs> you know, or, you know, created mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Um, there. The, the practice of trust and surrender in my mind is more is the is the work for us manifesting has nothing to do with us it is not something that we do not it's our a job result. it's not yeah. our job it's yeah. a result of being in that place so there's a few parts to it i think the first part is um as we have to do our human aspect of it so we do have to take actions that that point us towards what it is that we and our human condition believe would be best for us with no attachment to whether or not we're right. So 
you know, I give the example of when I went into the car business, uh, you know, it's, I don't know how long ago now, 35 years ago or something like that. Um, I had no idea that the job I was ended up doing existed. I had no idea that that job existed on the planet. I needed somebody who had that knowledge to say, there's this job and you'd be good at it. So if I, you know, when I was looking for a job, I was looking for jobs that I thought that I knew existed. Mm-hmm. Had I been stuck in that, like if I just said, well, that can't be right. Cause I didn't know it existed. <laughs> I never right. got into it. Right? right. So it's the same thing for us. I can, you know, you're looking for a job, look for a job. Work on your skills, lean towards things that make you happy in that way, and then let that surrender piece happen and stay open to the things that you have no idea are even out there yet to show up. But we turn away because we don't recognize them often. Mm-hmm. So the, the key to surrender, because you said the word like that sounds like a very important uh, frequency to be in. Maybe there's something you could say yep. about that. Yeah. So trust and surrender to me go hand in hand. Surrender does not mean that we give up our lives and lay on the couch and hope something happens. It means that we um, surrender the potential result. So if I'm looking, let me stick with a job because it's easy. If I'm looking for a job, I'm going to clean up my resume. I'm going to put it out to lots of different places. I'm going to, I'm going to connect with people I know uh, in different industries that I might be interested in. And then I'm going to surrender the result so that I now stay open to all kinds of possibility. So and the trust piece, you know, this is, it's such a, um, well, you know, Tasha, this isn't something that happens overnight. Yeah. Well, the question the, for me is, what are you trusting? I needed that right. because I used to go trust, like what, people? And I didn't, right? Yeah. But that's, no one's asking me to. <laughs> that's right. right. Nobody's asking you to trust anyone. Right. The interesting thing, though, is that once you trust in even if it's just this, if you can trust in the idea that there's a greater plan, if that's all it is, I trust that there's something bigger than me happening. I trust that it's, I'm not just going to live, eat, shit, and die. Like if I can trust that there's just something beyond that, that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, but what I found is when I really sunk into trust and trusting in the fact that um, there is something much greater than me and that I am safe, 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 there's nothing to be afraid of, um, then I could trust people. Right. And that it's a co-creation. So I'm in charge of my part, but I'm not in charge of the other, which is what you're talking about, those results. Yes. I think the other piece for me that really landed was this idea that if my heart desires it, it exists. It, it would never be a, oh, I really, really long, like it's a pure, pure intention yearning that it's not possible. I of wouldn't course. have it if it was not possible. So that correlation for me was, was mm-hmm. lovely. And then it just became, well, space, time. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Maybe this lifetime, maybe not. doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So what's meant for us will always end up with us. If it's meant for you, it will show up. There's no doubt about that. 
So, you know, it's, it, what's challenging. And I think it's almost like, I know for myself, the more that I figure out, the less I understand that, the more I understand that I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So the more that I kind of like get a little grasp on something and then you're like, holy Christmas, that just opened up a whole other thing. Like now what? So, you know, be prepared. You start stepping into this and, and having a little like crack of light in the whole shell that we've created around ourselves and you're going to become an explorer and it will last the rest of your life. There's no, you can't shut the door. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's I like to stop growing now. Okay, stop. <laughs> the seed is planted. You've watered it. It's turning into this massive bamboo runaway. <laughs> stop. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. I yeah. tried, I tried to back out a few times for the first few years, but <laughs> <laughs> Did we, let's keep going. Did we finish manifesting? Yeah. Cause I, I want to give them a, a, a cohesive kind of here. This yeah, step. So that's I, your beginning. Yeah. And, and uh, so again, I think this is such a, I mean, we could literally have five shows on manifesting alone and you know that. So yeah. I, I, I also, I mean, I really, I want to poke a hole in the idea that there's a simple formula and that if we want it bad enough, we'll have it or that, you know, if we, because <laughs> It's such a trap in so many ways. So really, I think I just want to say that if for people, if you want to work on something, work on trust and surrender, read the books, do the research on it, uh, follow people who are in that place where they, they're, they are actually doing that and really get that it doesn't, this is, there's no overnight solution and it's going to be a lifetime of it. But what's really beautiful is when you step into it, something begins to open. And the more that something, the more that you open, the more that this possibility starts to open, these little filaments of light start coming in, the more you naturally start moving towards it. So understand, we don't have to do it all. There's only, you know, there's pieces that we work on, and then there's all of this support. It's like, when you say yes to this, Mm. stuff will show up. People will show up, books will show up, conversations will happen, and the the things will start to drop in. Oh, that makes sense. Now that lines up. Let me do a little more exploring there. Because, you know, I think we got really, really messed over with some of the stuff that was taught before and is still being taught today. And it's causing tremendous suffering because people are studying um, the short version of this and then their new house isn't showing up and then they assume they've done something wrong. Right. So even if you have no desire to study any of this, even if you don't, it's not your thing, it's not your conversation. If you be in the practice of of surrender and trust, even go back from that. If you take on the practice of looking for love in all things, you will open the door to manifestation. Mm. So simple. Yeah. What does it look like to look for love in all things? Mm -hmm. Set your judgment aside, look for love. And it will crack the door to manifestation. I like that. What is it? And for me, it's always the, visual auditory and kinesthetic what does it look like what's it sound like what's it feel like and then you've covered your bases you've made it real the body doesn't know if it's real or you're making it up it doesn't matter 
right? It, in that moment, if it's in the mm-hmm. present, you're having the experience. Have it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to touch a little bit on this, the whole idea of masculine and feminine energies, because that's been, <clears throat> I, I think I told you I did a moon ritual last, uh, last week, and I, it was interesting how archaic it felt to only include women in my body. It was, I could feel it. I kept wanting to go. I mean, as much as there, there's always been, I come from a world of women's circles and there's such beautiful power in celebrating the feminine, the divine feminine, but I could feel so strongly called to inviting the feminine in everybody. Right. And no longer making that distinction. So maybe we can, start on (laughs) defining masculine energy, feminine energy. I think you're with me that it's in everyone, both. Yes. Um, See, took a risk there. I don't think we've had this conversation, but I can feel it, Jill. I just can feel it. I know. Um, And I want to talk about what that therefore looks like, because when we keep separating, all this separation is not helpful. There's something being called that goes way beyond gender. And it's, I pass you the ball. Well, let's touch on that. Yeah. So um, a a dear friend of mine, Tien, uh, he really speaks beautifully to this. And and one of the things that I, I, from his teachings that I really, really get uh, that I didn't get before is that there's a vast difference between male, female and feminine, masculine. Mm-hmm. Male, female describes body parts, right? Masculine and feminine are energies. So, you know, that, and that's just a very loose, tiny piece of what the beautiful teachings that he has around all of this, but the masculine and feminine energies, they must exist. They do exist in everyone in equal measure. And just like with everything else, what we put our focus on is what we experience to a greater degree. So again, um, remembering that we are creator experiencing creator. How we are showing up in the human form is an expression of how the creator wanted to experience itself through this particular body, sexual orientation, skin color, uh, and energy. So when we're talking about masculine and feminine energy, there's something for me inherent in me that in this particular lifetime identifies much more with the energy of the feminine at this point in my life. Right. I was going to say, because back when you were in sales, I definitely identified as the masculine energy. So for me at this point, I'm learning that uh, when I am, and there's something also about being in the relationship I'm in, when I am in a place of honoring both of that, those energies within me, there's a vortex that starts to happen in which I have access to much more than if I reject one or set one aside. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me too is understanding, and it came again, not through my mind, but through a body experience of what the marriage inside me would feel like 
and how um, both are essential and necessary. The feminine without the masculine in service of making it happen is just airy fairy. Like it's very, uh, not, not substantial where, and the masculine without the feminine heart is just driven and gets real tired and burnt out. But the marriage is the beauty for me. And I realized, I may have said this before where I realized I had my masculine as on top of my feminine. I always had a feminine heart. It was intuitively my essence. And yet people would receive the masculine and I would be stunned. Like, how come? Like, I thought, what a weird projection you've got going there. I'm not doing that. But what I realized (laughs) was I had it, the way I was presenting or sending it out of my body literally was reversed because the masculine in patriarchal culture just seems to be a safer, more valued uh, essence. And so learning to reverse that took huge risk going, wait a minute, I'm going to feel my heart. I'm going to let it be seen. And I'm going to trust and surrender to the fact that my masculine is holding me all the time. The divine Mm -hmm. masculine is always holding me. What would Mm -hmm. that look like going out into the world? And it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. There's a different experience of you and there's a different experience for you. Yeah. Uh, You know, from both of those things. And this is a, um, this is also something that is being um, worked out at this time. <laughs> What's that mean? Well, you know, just like a lot of things, this is something that it's being worked out. It's being, we're being invited into being curious again about it, about mm-hmm. we're being invited to uh, take another look at this and see what resonates for us and what doesn't to get rid of the things that aren't serving us and keep the things that are. Yeah. And, and it's different for every human. And, the, the, you know, there's that piece, but there are, of course, overarching themes that if we as a whole signed up for, things would change dramatically on the planet, and we would move uh, with much more ease and a lot more of us into the vibrational existence that the planet's in right now that we haven't caught up to. Nice. Well, we only have a few more minutes. I want to make sure that you tell our listeners about any future events you've got coming up or offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I lead uh, their circle of truth online and essentially it's an opportunity to come into um, a group and we, um, because I, I am guided. I, <laughs> I, I can't say this is exactly what's going to happen. However, uh, essentially, it's an opportunity to be in a group visualization or meditation, just to move into a slight trance state. And the intention always is to help people find their own internal guidance, to tap into their own internal wisdom. And also, uh, there's another, there's two more pieces that have come up really strongly since I've started doing these again, since the COVID thing happened. The the other thing is to receive, to learn to be open to receive the beautiful, um, powerful love energy that's circling us right now that we're swimming in. And also that's that uh, similar, but slightly nuanced, slightly different flavor of energy that comes from the planet Earth, but then also an opportunity to be of service. So I have found that I'm called each time uh, there's been a a desire within me 
to create something in that visualization in which we are offering that love and support external to the circle that we happen to be in online. Mm -hmm. So there's been some really beautiful stuff uh, around that. Um, What I am moving into now is an opportunity for people to um, kind of create almost a private offering for themselves and their friends. So you, someone would host one of them and I would come in and lead. So uh, let's say that, yeah, a group of people, I used to do these live that I used to do the um, guided meditation and channeled healings live in people's homes. And so very similar thing, but online now. So if someone would like to host one of those, um, I do all of the setup and, and uh, do all of that thing there by donations. So there's no prohibitive thing around money for people. And um, yeah, I help you get it all set up. And then you invite some people and, and we, we have a lovely hour and a half together. Lovely. So tell mm-hmm. our listeners how they're going to find you. Where do yeah, they go? So there's, I'm, if you type in Jill Prescott um, onto Google, you will find me. <laughs> You'll find <laughs> me and a cook in England who's no longer with us. <laughs> but, uh, and my uh, website is just jillprescott.ca. So final, final minute, I'm going to hand you the magic wand. I feel like, like romper room, she used to have that thing and she'd see people's faces. For me, it's always this magic wand. I want people to have wishes. I want to give that to you, Jill, and say, what's your wish for the world? Mm, Yeah. From your heart to the world. Mm. The wish that I have is that people really understand that this is a time of transition and in a time of transition, the most powerful thing you can do is to stay present, take care of yourself, take care of the ones that you love, take care of the wider circle. One of the most, the most, um, the easiest way for us to shift ourselves out of that fear state is to be of service. So in this time, find ways of being of service in any small way you can. And you will be a participant in this shift. We are, like it or not, moving into vibrationally as a human race. Beautiful. It's been a pleasure. It's been so much Always. fun. Always, yeah. And I'll see you on the Sunshine Coast one day when those fairies yes, start again. <laughs> yeah, and you'll have no excuse because you have to drive right by me to get anywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. You've been listening to Conscious Living Radio on Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver. Of course, the station's on lockdown, so we're working on Zoom. And then um, you get to listen to the show Wednesday night, 6 to 7, but we're also posting this on Facebook. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody.